you got to do your homework. You okay. know, you got to know where you're going. But you don't want to catch Marcus, cases in foreign countries, you, bro. Marcus, you didn't have to answer that. Bro. <laughs> listen, you didn't have to answer li- that. Listen, bro. you got to know what you're going. You're not. You got to look. You said stop while you're here. Next question. It's the future. Down in distance. On WGNRadio.com. Listen, I'm at. You know, just listen. I'm at the crib. We just real organic. Yeah, I love it. So I'm, I'm at the hotel, and it's Thursday night, and I'm nervous because I just got doing a live hit for WGN TV. I just got done doing my show, Sports Feed, via uh, FaceTime on my phone. That's where we're at now with some headphones, sitting in a small space doing my show, and I'm going, I'm still working. Like, I took a day off of this, but I better be getting this day back. Man. Right? Someone's had to give me this day back. So next, next thing you know, I go back to the crib and – as I lay down, I'm going, man, tomorrow is one of those those defining moments. Like, you, you need to be ready for this moment. If you're not ready for this moment, the, I mean, I don't want to know what it's like if it, if it goes wrong, right? And then not knowing how these guys were going to come in in the morning, you know, legends. Mm-hmm. Jim Brown's 81 years old, knees hurt. Earl Campbell riding in a, in a wheelchair, wow. had a walker just to get to the table. Really and I'm thinking, like, there. man, these guys could be just, you know, maybe not want to talk. And then we get down and the conversation just starts flowing and these dudes are talking to one another and I'm just sitting there going, man, end it. And then Jim Brown comes up to me and tells me that, you know, he sees my wife and that my, he knows that how special my wife is by just, wa- just watching her around the room, like what she was doing. Like she was taking video of me and she was also, she was doing her own work. He was like, I see why you get stuff done. And I want to tell you the best interview I've ever done in my life. And I'm going, what? Wow. Dude, you know how many interviews this man has had? <laughs> I said, sir, I'm so blessed for you to even tell me that. Wow. I said, you know, he said, you got the conversation going with us four. And it was like we were back in the day before you were even born. He's like, this, that's how we just talk. Jim Brown saying something I never heard him say before of saying, I used to run by the defenses on the other sideline so they could see what they what they were going to have to work with all day. I was like, what? <laughs> 32, the goats! The goats! Yes, and then, and I was telling Sean this yesterday just about how um, how God works. It was that, that moment where my agent called me and said, I, there's a man that, from a network that's going to reach out to you. He wants to say hi to you at NFL Honors. So I'm like, all right, hopefully I'll keep my eyes peeled. I just want to say hello. I'm backstage talking to Michael Strahan, and um, Michael Strahan blew my mind because as we're talking, he goes, yo, bro, didn't you do that interview with all those great running backs yesterday? So he heard about it. Wow. So I'm like, yeah. So I showed him the picture, his mind blown, like, dude, how, what did you talk about? We were, we, he talked to me for about 10 minutes. Not only in that 10 minutes conversation, he also gave me one of the biggest probably the biggest things I needed to hear and advice about being in this business. He said, man, listen to people who have been in the business for a year and listen to people who've been in the business for 30 years. You're going to learn something from both mm. either way. And it hit me and I go, all right, I get what he's saying. Well, the man walks up and introduces himself to, to Strahan. And then um, I introduce myself to him and it's the guy that I'm supposed to meet. And his eyes lit up like we need to talk. So as we start talking, my sister comes over. We're just having conversation. Everything's going well. 
gave me his card and said, you know, we'll talk later. We'll take, we'll talk down the line. And hopefully looking forward to just talking to you and your agent. Well, I go to the game. I get there on Sunday. I'm walking and we go up to the tailgate. Then I'm up above looking over. There's a, a, a VIP VIP up top. And then below there was the, the VI, you know, <laughs> the VI. So I'm looking at the VI like, what's going on? And I see this girl, young girl walk by with her brother. She's got a Peyton jersey on, 34 white Peyton jersey on. And I'm like, I need to get down and say something to her. Because every person that I see at a Super Bowl or in the city that has one of my dad's jerseys on, I walk up to them and shake their hand and tell them, thank you. Wow. Appreciate you. You're helping me and my family keep his legacy alive, especially if it's a little kid. Like your parents, thank I take thank the parents, thank you right, right. for helping me and my family keep his legacy wow. alive. Because you're teaching them about history and greatness and the Bears. I couldn't get to her. So I'm like, I chalk it up. I'm like, dang, I wanted to go. So I'm on the field. I'm enjoying my time. Charles Tillman's out there acting crazy. He's looking at me like, dude, you the Twitter machine, man. You getting everything. I'm like, boy, I got it all. Boy, I got two phones. I'm up there with two phones. Like, let me get this. Wi-Fi working. Like, making sure Wi-Fi. Well, I see the girl with the Bears jersey walk by, and I run over to say something to her. And as I go to stop her, I said, I want to just tell you, um, thank you for wearing that jersey. Uh, that's my dad. And her face, she, did, she, she was looking kind of like surprised. Mm-hmm. And as I turned to my left, that man that I was supposed to meet, he was right there in my face, and he said, that's my daughter. Wow. Wow. And I said, what? He said, yeah. Now, he told me they were from Chicago, big fan of my pops. But to see that, and he goes, yeah, do you mind taking a picture with the whole family? I wow. said, That's, let's do it. We took a family picture with them, and he looked at me, and he said, man, we, I, I look forward to, to talking. I, he said, first of all, I appreciate you for taking that time, but I look forward to talking to you down the line. And I was talking about it this morning when I posted my post about, you know, putting – you know, everybody wants to harvest, man. Everybody wants at the what's at the end. But, you know, if you learn to sow, then that's inevitable down the line, right? So if you start planting seeds down the line, things are going to start to grow. And I, I had to listen to Sean. Like, he, Sean gives me stuff, and I just got chills. He gives me stuff, but he doesn't just give it to me like gift wrap, like, here you go. Sean mm-hmm. gives me stuff with, like, all the parts and he gives me, like, the directions, like, though, you need to f- figure this out. Mm-hmm. So he told me, like, while you're at the Super Bowl, you need to be out and about. That didn't mean that I need to be at every party, but I needed to be doing what, I was, what I've been doing lately. It's been out, being out and about, meeting people, having meetings while I'm there, doing the stuff I need to do, and yeah. taking advantage of the opportunity. And so it's, it's so – it's mind-blowing what you can accomplish if you just – just dig down deep and figure it out. Sean and I had this conversation yesterday driving. It's not about people look at their situation. They go, I don't have this or I want to do this, but I'm already doing something else. Guess what? While you're doing what you're doing, you might need to do something else. So if you got a nine to five and you want to do this on, on the side, it's your passion. Then guess what? You're going to have to figure out how to fit both of those in in 24 <laughs> hours. Fit it in. 
if you want it, if you want it, fit it in. I don't want to hear that you can't do it or it's not enough time. There's enough time in the day, you, but you you have to figure it out. That might mean you you're gonna have to sacrifice sleep. Mm-hmm. Facts, B. Somebody else did. Somebody else did it. And I look at every single person that's successful or that is killing the game or that's doing whatever. These dudes, these people are not sleeping while everybody else is like chilling. They're working. Mm-hmm. It, Sean, you told me there's a price. He he texted me. He texted me on the day I got back from home, from home from Houston with the word sacrifice. <laughs> what are you gonna sacrifice? You have to. He knows what the one of the biggest things that I will not sacrifice. That's my family, mm-hmm. like time with my family. Like he he'll tell you, I'm the, I'm one of the only dudes he knows that when it comes to like being in this business that would love to First just. First of all, you one of the only dudes I know that takes their wife to the Super Bowl. <laughs> facts. That was another year. Let's go. You know what I mean? Just facts. You know it is, so man. right now I'm sitting here next to a guy. Let go me ahead, my bad. Man. Go ahead. Yo, allow me to be Southside for a second. Go ahead, bro. You know I, mean? I see you got that Sox hat on, fam. <laughs> Absolutely. You got to represent. <laughs> to watch somebody grow, mm. to watch this little cat hop up on the organ, man, in a totally different arena, totally different genre, genre, and have cats around me say, man, that's little Marcus. Right? Yeah. And immediately, he's playing on a set. I could care less what the person that's singing is saying. I'm stuck. Wow. I'm stuck. The chops, as we call it, in the church, <laughs> on this young man at a young age. Prodigy might not even be the right word. Wow. Musically. The connections he has, what he represents. I sent out a tweet this morning, man. Um, the grittiness and the importance of Chicago to music. Don't just put us in the box of gospel. Mm-mm. What so we mean more. to R&B. Yes. Absolutely. What we mean to hip hop. What we mean to soul. What we mean to jazz. Mm-hmm. This is all embodied by this young man. Wow. Grammy nominated. Southside. <laughs> you can follow him on Twitter. At Marcus Kinsey. That's K-I-N-C-Y. You already know how to spell Marcus. <laughs> you that. should know how to spell Marcus. <laughs> he stepped into the arena today. He's on down and distance. You going to the Grammys this weekend, man? I'm not. Oh, I wanted to go so bad, but um, I have some um, I have some other obligations. I'm gonna be working with Tyrese Gibson. He has some uh, some dates this weekend. Dope. So I'm gonna be joining him, working with uh, actually working with some other musicians that I. That I really admire, um, Scooter Sledge, who's uh, BJ and Aaron's Absolutely. brother. He's yeah. he works, he does a lot of the leg work for Tyrese. So he included me in on that, and um, he just dropped some legends. Dude. I don't know if people understand. <laughs> this dude said BJ and Aaron Sledge. P, yeah. <laughs> they got their own like street it was on the nothing. South Side. <laughs> that's like it was mean. nothing. South Side. Like it was nothing. Thank I you mean, for all those accolades, man. I really appreciate. Hey, that, man, brother. look, you know, love. Bro. I was there. Wow, sure was. I saw the sacrifice. <laughs> so it's like seeing your harvest come in. It's expected for me. Guys wow. like you, Lawrence, mm-hmm. the rest of the crew. I was there, man. So when I see this guy 
put in his tagline, Grammy nominated. Talk about that, man. Just working with BJ, another kid from Chicago that came out of the church that represents that grit, that soul, and going outside of the box in his music. Talk about working on that project. Man, uh, first of all, I'm just honored to be on this show, man. Honored that you guys had me. Trying to compose myself. I'm happy to be here. But um, being from the South Side, man, I went to Finger High School, uh, 115th and Halstead. That's closest cross street that anybody probably would know if you're not from that area but it's rough over there absolutely it's rough over there but um it's good people still good people in the hundreds man it's great people yeah um that's where i got my strength so i grew up over there and i grew up in church on um (laughs) 91st and ashland so between those two uh, areas i spent a lot of time uh, with people in that in the communities and just um that's where i was so uh, funny because BJ is from that area. He's yeah. from 91st, over the 91st, right off of Vincennes. They got a street, shout out to the Sledge family. They got a street renamed um, actually right there on 92nd and Vincennes. If you have some time, run by and uh, take a picture. It's really motivating. So um, just, man, been knowing BJ and Aaron and Scooter since about 2007. I uh, started playing with Aaron when he did the Delight record. Keys <laughs> produced. Most of the songs on that record, and he's sitting, he's in the studio with us as well. I'm glad to have him with me today. He worked a lot on my record as well, so uh, he's a brother of mine. I'm happy to have him here. He worked on that Delight record, which changed Chicago. Uh, and it kind of just changed the course of uh, not even gospel music, but just music overall. So that made me want to sing. You know, as a musician, it made me want to stretch out and say, "Wow, Aaron is a great writer, and I'm getting, I'm, I'm right, I'm right here at the, at just at his feet learning." You know what I mean? Being at Key's feet, learning, watching them produce a record right before my eyes, yeah. watching them go to churches and, and promote that record. And we played it. Man, we probably played 600 churches that year. Wow. You know what I mean? So, this is crazy. That's, right now. That's a lot, man. The 20s album. 20s album. It's available on iTunes. First video, first single. Let me tell you something. Let me roll. Let me give you this picture. Right? <laughs> set, the, set the table, brother. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna laugh at this right? <laughs> already. So the video comes out, right? Mm-hmm. When she wrote, so I'm five minutes. Mm-hmm. I stay five minutes away from Ed and KV. Okay, you okay. know who I'm talking. Absolutely, about. absolutely. So I tell boys. these cats, hey yo, right? Uh-huh. Don't tell them why. So I just put the video up on my phone, <laughs> and it's, KV's like this cat's wild. <laughs> this cat Marcus is wildin'. I love it. Shout out to KV. Like, Ed is just like that's my boy. Yeah, Ed, boy. he always been in my oh, boy. Oh man, talk about that man. The video fits the song, mm-hmm. the artistic viewpoint, Absolutely. of that video, and how it meshes so well with the lyrics of the song. Talk about how that came about and what inspired the song itself. Well, um, just you know, growing up in your twenties. You're learning, like I said, you're going to. It's nothing like being 20 in Chicago. Lord man. Jesus, <laughs> in the, don't even don't even count those three hey, summer months. Hey, listen, hey, right. no, let it give up, get above 60 degrees. It's over. Let me, it's over. Let, me let me add to that. Though. Go ahead. It's nothing like being in your 20s, being in Miami either. Oh, woo. True that. I mean, Come I'm just saying. Yeah. But yeah, hey, when the weather gets nice here in Chicago, you can't complain, man. man. Go Come ahead. On, the barbecue you smelling, you know the, the 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 wardrobe of the ladies is changing. Yes, you know man. what I mean? You got to got. Watch yourself. Suntan lotion. <laughs> you know what you feel me? The melanin is popping. You understand vibe. what I'm telling you? That's the vibe you were going for on this album. Absolutely, man. Yeah. I um, 
to be honest, man, I wanted to, I just wanted to, wanted it to be a clear representation of who I am and and what we stand what we stand for in the South Side, man. How we have a good time. So you know, it's not a lot of shooting. You understand for the guys who grew up the right way on the straight and narrow and still like to have a good time. Yeah. You know, and that's that's kind of what where I got the concept for that song. Shot the video in L.A. while I was there uh, working with B.J. on his new record, which was about a month and a half ago. So we were just kind of vibing on some new ideas. And while I while I went out there, I just got inspired, and um, I started my own my own label that week. I ended up getting the LLC. Me and my best friend Corey Hill. Shout out to Corey Hill. He's from. 87th and Vernon, another South Sider, you know. That's my boy. We uh we went to Casale Grammar School. We've been friends since second grade. So he's South Side is in this. Come piece. on, man. You know, We're man. not playing. Hold up though, real quick. You <laughs> suburbs get Hold some up. love. No, no, man. no, suburbs. No, 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 and decided to get an LLC and start a label. I did, like, man. I mean, th- nowadays y- you talk about. I mean, cre- you in people always say, "I'm in the business," right? I'm in the business. Mm-hmm. You you created a business while in the business. Mm. But to me, that's that, that's one thing that people need to to know about. A lot of people just nowadays it's easier to do it on to do things on your own or to there's more things that are accessible to you than there were. You know, even back in when I was in my 20s. It's a different day. It's a different. It's a different day. So just the technology. Um, I worked so hard, man, just to be able to have um, a, a bird's eye view of what's going on. You know, I want to see the, the business for what it really is. And since I've been producing and, and I really have just had a good chance, a good a good chance to see what, what, what it takes. You know what I mean? It's, you just have to be relentless. I mean, learning from BJ, man, learning from Keys, learning from Aaron, all the guys that I've looked up to, that's what I've learned. you got to be relentless. So in L.A., that's how I felt. Got to get relentless. Record a video. Get your LLC. Make moves. Keys! The OG! (laughs) (laughs) Why you you can't be quiet, man? (laughs) Got to talk. Come on, man. man. I'm I'm just enjoying the lit. He's been, you know what I'm saying? Because that's absolutely what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like he said, with a day... Where uh, things are actually more at your fingertips. Yeah. You know, we can actually grab the game. We can grab a company. We can go do an LLC, start a company. But, you know, everybody wants something. And no one's going to invest in you if you have it your own self first. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it is. And especially now when you see not just how music, but business is going now, man. Like just a minute ago, having a meeting about being able to stream what you're doing live through your own you know, Facebook page. I mean, you you created that base. You create a base. Those people are liking and looking at what you're doing until they get sick of you and say, you know what? I'm gonna either they're gonna mute you, unfollow you, but you got them. They're they're built in, and you've watched them grow and and that grow over time. So it's it's crazy now, and and what we can do as people when we want something. You've never had a brick and mortar built in the sky where someone can come see you every day. See, and now you've got one. Yeah, right. I don't have to have one, a physical address. I got an address in the sky. You can come see me, rock with me, party with me every day, right now. all day. And, and look at and look at look at how how it was back in the day. It didn't really flip for me until I heard my mom, my sister, my wife talk about, ah, uh, yeah, I'm gonna order this dress online. 
and they're just going to ship it to the house. And I'm like, yeah, so you're not even going to go try that on? Why would I need to do that? Right. I mean, that's how I shop. Like, I got to go try on my jeans and see if they fit. And I'm not just bored. And now, you, you look at some of these big businesses now, what? I mean, they're closing up because why? They're going straight online. Straight to the consumer. And, and, yeah. and, and Sean and I had the conversation about leaving and going away and how you used to have to like have a, a big brick full of CDs so you could go through all of your CDs. And, and now it's at our fingertips like you were talking about, Keys. It's, it's right here. Like every, every album I want. Fitting in your smallest pocket of your jeans. But does that <laughs> is, is that... Is that hurting the game though a little bit in the music game? Because to me, is it hurts R and B specifically. Okay, yeah. I, I think, like I said, I just think we're at a different place now. Okay. I think where before it was so uh, R and B was so reliant on album sales and how much you're making for the for the record label. You know what I mean? Again, when you're cutting out the middleman, you cut out a lot of the uh, the unnecessary components. Like, okay, for instance, I wanted to drop a record. I dropped the record. I didn't go through anybody else. I went to CD Baby myself. I put it on there, and it was available in a day. So you go from the you go from your living room or your your studio to the that's it's beauty in that. You just have you understand it's beauty in in cutting the middleman out and just being organic and saying I want this music out now and it's out, and nobody's gonna tell me no. And along with that, now comes a degree of work. Now, and that's what we used to depend on the label to do. Yeah. Hey, can you tell everyone I'm here? Can you use your long arms to provide me with a, uh, a place to go do a show? Can you? But now. Can you get the song on the radio? But now, hey, you can do it yourself. Now, it's going to take work, but it always took work. Yeah. But we're just used to trying to get the work from somebody, somebody else. Somebody else doing it. Yeah. You do the work. You be the face. You be the voice. You show. You know, it's use your accounts, your Twitter accounts, your numbers, your followers. And the relationships that you created along the way as well. It reminds me of something I tweeted out this morning, man. And God has kind of equipped us and graced us with everything we need to fulfill our life. But we keep depending on others just, for our we're, happiness. We're used to ask, yeah, we, we program for others to do the work. It's, we, we're it's, equipped to but do that's, it. That, but that's the problem. Most people, they, they get frightened when they know it's all on them. Like when it's all on that's you, opportunity, baby. I know, but <laughs> that's time that, to shine. That, but that's where a lot of people don't. They don't want to take the extra mile because they they know that if it fails, they're afraid of failure. Saying it's all on me. It it feels good to be able to put the work in and grind and give the product to somebody else and have them push it out. And if mm-hmm. it doesn't go that well, yeah, it's like right. it's it's not cool, but it's not all on me, right? Right. But when it's all on you, you you have to. And when it's all on you and that harvest comes in, mm. it feels 10 times better. It does. I love that. I love oh, that. It's right here. Let me give me. I'm going to ask you what your favorite joints are. <laughs> <laughs> do your thing. 10 times better. I love it. And that's 773. Yes, sir. Talk to me. Wow. <laughs> Talk to me. Man, 10 times better I wrote in 2014. Well, uh, I have to be honest. I was I was trying to get something R&B. I'm like, I just need something hard-hitting. Kind of Jodeci, kind of Rico Love. I was really into uh, the They Don't Know record by Rico Love at the time. I'm like, man, I went. I put the song in the same key because I just I wanted sonically. I needed to I needed to feel like feel. that. You yeah. know what I mean? 
So shout out to Rico. I met him a couple of times. He's just a great guy, and I follow him on Twitter and everything, and he, he gives great advice. But fast forwarding, did that record. I called my homegirl, Courtney. Her name was Courtney Brown at the time. She married my best friend, Brent Agnew, so she's Courtney Agnew now. Shout out to Courtney. She wrote the first verse in the hook. I wrote the second verse in the bridge. We wrote most of the song together. My cousin Melvin wrote a little bit on there. We kept it moving. I did the bridge, and we put it out in 14, and I ended up re-releasing it on 20s because... It was. It's just such a popular song between people who uh, between people who follow my music, and I did not want to Im- abandon that feeling on my record. I wanted to have that. So seven seven three. Baby. Seven seven three is exactly what you're hearing, man. I, I wanted to call it three one two, but you, the 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 new millennials wouldn't even know that that used to be the main era code. Come on, man. Come on, brother. Are you serious? Come on. I'm almost thirty That's here. What we have Come to on, do brother. Now? You feel me? We have to go back to the level. I, I'm just saying, you know. You remember, you remember your first 773 phone number, man? Oh, it's the same one I got. 773-785-1412. since it's my, still my number Actually, now. But uh, <laughs> I've had that number since sixth grade. It was my grandfather's cell phone, which he didn't use. My grandparents raised me. Rest in peace and shout out to them. They raised me on 115th and Racine. I had that cell phone number since probably 03. You got handed down a cell phone number. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? That's crazy. what's up. It's probably one of the last things of my grandparents that I own. That's so, crazy. Um, I'm going to eventually probably. People don't even understand. Like, 115 can raise things, bro. Catfish City. <laughs> Do you even. Come on, man. man. I can go fame foods. Come on. Have you, you know ever I had. Know. Come on. I know you as know, a brother. MP, as a Morgan Park. <laughs> exactly. Columbus. You right down the street. Hey, I wanted to go to MP <laughs> so bad. Come on, man. Steak sweet. Steak yeah, sweet. Yeah, steak sweet with baby. fries with sauce. Oh, okay, fries. <laughs> Yeah, we're trying to give you some culture, baby. Now, now, now watch this. Now watch this. You don't even say mild sauce at home of the hoagie. No. It's fries with sauce. Oh, sauce. You don't even have to All specify. Right. I'm going to leave it alone. You know. I'm going to leave it alone. But, man, we grew up on that south side. That's what 773 is about. Come on. It's Ada about Park. all those qualities, man. Cooper Park. Cooper Park. Uh, Park man, yeah. Come on, man. What else is over there? I, I was on... Uh, a little bit, a little I-57, bit east. Yeah. Oh, come on, I fifty seven. A little bit you east of Halston on one hundred eleven. With the windows up. Come on, man. On the E way, man. E way, crazy. crazy. So good. So that's what that song is about. So, those man. feelings, those vibes. Seven seven three, man. It's about the streets that I grew up in and how they relate to the world that we live in now. You know, and and just uh, some of the qualities that might not be so appealing if you if you don't understand the culture. You feel like a voice for Chicago when the view of Chicago especially from many outside the parameters of this city. I do. Look at it so negatively. It's you know, it's terrible because if you're not here, you don't know. And I and I say that with care and I say that with um with all respect to other outside opinions, but uh if you're not if you're not and if you're not from here, you really you really don't understand. So I think it's important, even if you're going to talk about Chicago or you're going to relate to the negativity, you should come here and you should study and you should stay here. And you should go to the store on the corner and you should live life and then come back and talk to us because I've lived here for 29 years and I haven't had many problems. You know what I mean? I've, I've, I've had a front seat to the violence. And now you, you can know. go to any city and find trouble. Listen. If you want to. Come on, Philly, New York, L.A., it's Wherever. everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. So you can suburb. You man, can find some once again, stuff. man, talking to Chicago's own Grammy-nominated producer, wow. Marcus Kenzie, right now. Follow brother. him on Twitter, Marcus Kenzie, K-I-N-C-Y, new album on iTunes, CD Baby, Amazon, 
20s. YouTube music. Google YouTube music. music. Google music. We're everywhere. Hot. We're not hard to find. We just gave you three of the hottest songs on there. Wow. That's enough of a tease for you to go buy it right now. I want to transition. Where are we going? To the rest of your life, man. Let's do it. You know, he just told a great story. I'm going to run down the list. <laughs> some people still might not know who we're dealing with when we're talking to this young man. Nick and Joe Jonas. Mm. My good friends. DJ, he this dude say, look, do you hear this man? <laughs> this dude said, my good friends. I know. <laughs> I, I got to huh? say that because my good every, friends. Every, every boss ain't, ain't, ain't a good friend. Every mm-hmm. boss That's ain't true. a friend. Every That's boss true. ain't good. So. That's true. <laughs> hey, those guys were good to me. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Zendaya. Get your Disney weight up. Get your Disney Where's your kids? <laughs> BJ, the Chicago kid. I'm, I'm sorry. Didn't you, if I'm not mistaken, you were dealing with Mary for a little bit, right? Long time. Long time. Mary J. Mary Blige. J. Blige. Stop. I love Come on, I told you. Stop. Heavy dude. hitter, bro. I love Stop. Mary, man. She's a Don't get it twisted. She's a sweetheart, man. Love to her. I, man, I worked with Mary from 09 to about 2013, 2014. Um, man, she's a sweetheart. She gave me a chance when I was a young kid. Shout out to Rex Hardy Jr. I gotta give a yeah, shout Rex. out to my man Rex. He took a chance on me. Absolutely. I was um so funny. It's the year that my grandma passed. She passed in November uh, of '08. Then next year, uh, she asked me to go to college. I went to college. I was in for a semester and a half. She passed. The next semester, Rex called me to go out with Carrie Hilson and a Dream on the Keisha Cole uh, Different Me Tour, 2009. That was Keisha's probably biggest tour, uh, and it's when she had that huge record. Yeah. Uh, the Yolen record. So. <laughs> <laughs> no shade. Yeah, no, no shade, man. Shout out, Keisha. Man, I, play, hey, I played with hey. Keisha Cole a few times, too, man. Shout out to Keisha. She was really nice to me, contrary to what everybody else says about her. She was nice to me. But Marius, man, yo, that was an incredible situation right there. Uh, taught me so much, man, just about the game. She's such a vet, man. Vet. She's such a vet, man. Twenty thousand people, Mary bopping to change your life every night. You just do that for three, four months. Every every other night, and you see people go marrying for Singing for ninety words. minutes, <laughs> sweating and Dude, kicking and right. punching with her. You feel Mary me? Has her own like her whole head bob, dude. It's just like sure. I'm just. Yo, I can't imagine. There's only a few artists in my life that, uh, as the, the the point where I heard one song in a car somewhere, like I remember where I was going and where I or where I was coming to, and I'll never forget. Listen to Real Love, man. I was like, <laughs> dude, I was in the car. I was in South Barrington, dude, by my house, yes, in with my mom in the car, and I was in the car just, <laughs> just, yeah. just this, Go. man. Go. In, the, in the car like Go. this. Go. It's the only. I'm going. Dude, mom, just keep driving, cause I want to. I gotta hear this again. Like mom, you know, my mom's in there. Like, yeah, I got you. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. singing. I was like, Girl. Mary, Mary makes you dance hard, dude. Yeah, hard, sure. dude. I, I can only imagine. Like, the, j- Such a just, legend. Just the, um, the ability to be around her, and to not only to hear what she has to say, but I think just for some of those people, it's it's to be able to be around them and watch them. Was she tough to work with? I mean, I'm no, sure no. most artists expect. Uh, just to be best. honest, man, um, she had prior management. I'll right, say, I just right. say it like that, and and we learned 
how to make it work. It was um, it was a learn it was a learning experience for me at first. Um, with it's it's a big seat to fill. Mary's gig is humongous. The music is classic, so you have to be true to parts. You know, so it was a it was a big learning experience for me at first. But once me as a professional, I started settling in and understand understanding what they wanted from me. It made the job easier. You know, I had this guy Omar Edwards, who is uh, Jay Z's music director, Nicki Minaj's music director. Uh, I could keep going. On. He worked with Common. He calls him Rosh. He from you know. He been to the house in Chicago. He's right. a homie. So shout out to Omar Edwards, who's one of my mentors. But just watching having a having a front seat to so many vets and watching him work with Jay, and then I worked with Omar with Mary as well. Uh, I remember one particular time we were rehearsing in New York and. Omar was in the room, one room with Mary, and then he 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 do a couple hours and then run to the next room with Jay yeah. and do a couple hours, and that was around the time um, Kanye and Jay had the Power uh, remix, and that's when I met Kanye in the bathroom. I couldn't say anything, of course, very small bathroom. I kept it moving, right. uh, but <laughs> just that whole experience, man, that that kind of helped me and prepared me. Just being able to see little things like that, it prepared me for the big seat, which was Mary's main position. So. Uh, like I said, Rex was, we worked hand in hand. Eventually, after just playing and arranging, I became co-MD with Rex in um, my 2012. And I was in that position for about a year and a half before I started working with Kendrick and JoJo. That was 2014. And, you know, I was I was saving Kendrick for a little later. Do you think? I'm sorry. I'm saving I'm sorry. Kendrick for a little later. <laughs> See, Mark, you saw his eyes. Got, got I, saw, <laughs> I tried to tell him a heavy hitter was coming. Oh, they didn't wow, believe man. me. I'm just blessed, man. That's Dude. all. Dude, that dude Kendrick has a special place in my heart. Though. You know what? Kendrick Everybody's gets a lot man. of love. He gets a lot of love. But before we get to working with Kendrick, you and Keys, man, musically, Unsung is featuring Chicago's own Dave Hollis. Chicago Dave. Mm-hmm. And uh, that album, Chicago 85, for those of yeah. you that don't know, Classic. Go back and listen to it. <laughs> I um, had to revisit that puppet. Sonically, and the message, the honesty that he was laying out on that album was ahead of his time. I oh. listen to the songs now, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yo, Dave Hollister was saying that 20 years ago. Like, what's popping now, what people, what women are saying, that's, that's what I want from a man. Like, yo, Chicago gave you that over 20 years ago. Classic album. That's one of the best put together records Absolutely. of all time. Absolutely. A soundtrack. Absolutely. Without being called a soundtrack. Absolutely. A soundtrack for the time, the mm-hmm. era, and the city. You know how hard that is to do? <laughs> and I say that because I feel like it was before its time, but True. now the fusion between R&B, hip-hop, and the elevation of the gospel vibe. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you want to know... Why 85 was so dope. If you want to know who Dave Hollister is, you go back and you listen to Before I Let You Go. Come on, man. Black Street. Come right? Come on, man. Don't nothing feel like and that. And you get to the part when David Hollister says, Teddy, play the music. Teddy, won't you play? And then Black he says, Street Black Street sang. <laughs> Nobody, that's Chicago, dude. We Come narrate on, our own song. <laughs> that's straight from the church. <laughs> Teddy, won't you play the music? Teddy, won't you play... Black Streak sang. sang. Come on, cats, man. Don't want to lose you. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, man, that's, that's Chicago. That's Chicago. 
We tell the background when to come in. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel like we start what BJ did, mm-hmm. what Chance did, mm. and what you're doing now with this 20s joint. Wow. Love, brother. It's like, it's a soundtrack. But I feel like you guys are ahead of your time. I feel like the rest of the industry is going to catch up and down the road. We'll be sitting here like Marcus, BJ Chance, they did that. The infusion of gospel, the elevation of R&B once again yes. with the grit, the grind, the backdrop of Chicago. Like, we've done that. Can we get our credit now? Right. I, I just Can I just shout out one person, too, who hopefully I hope to meet really, really soon? Um, shout out to R. Kelly, man. Such a big part of Chicago's R&B scene without he's all I did. He's in we we nobody. You don't even have to meet him. You understand? Dave R. Kelly, that, that's a part of the prominent R&B sound. So when, you, when you're trying to make a 20s or you're trying to make a Mafia or In My Mind or the coloring book, even, you know, even though Chance's vibes are, are, are a little bit different, but when you're trying to make some records like that, you have to go back and study. You have to appreciate the greats that come before you. True. You have to pay homage. I just wanted to let you know I wanted to wear my Walter Payton jersey today. I looked at it, my authentic from Michelin Ness. I just got it a couple weeks ago. It's super crispy. It's super crispy. It's super crispy. I've been waiting for the perfect pair of Tims to put with that, you know what I mean? But I just wanted to let you know I definitely contemplated on that thing today, man. Thank you so much for having me. And you said something earlier about – about Chicago and how guys uh, just – you just have to get it done. You you might have it all on your back. And I think about the – I think about the sports scene and your dad, Walter Payton and Michael Jordan, the the role models we've had just for the city. Yeah. You shouldn't be afraid. This is a blue collar city. Put it, it get it done. That's what I had to tell myself about this record. I've been working on it for three years and being in and out of town with different artists and, and still trying to figure out how to balance, you know, my life and my career. Uh, you know what I mean? It's been, it's been tough, but, that's what I've had to depend on the the boot the blue collarness of this city and just like I said the athletes and the people that's Harold Washington the people that come before us that's pushed the envelope. We have great examples in this city if you just look up and see. Like I said, I'm a '90s baby. Well, I'm an '80s baby, but that '90s that that was my era. So you know, it's getting a chance to see Mike up close and on on a TV or even on my TV live, seeing some of these some of the stuff that he did. Just get it done. We we were so blessed. To be in this city, to have guys, to have people, athletes, just people in general. And I just feel like sometimes this younger generation isn't going back and and, uh, really doing their homework. You know, even, I mean, I'm not far removed. I'm, uh, I think, a year. I'm not a millennial, so Mm -hmm. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I just miss it by a year. But but growing up, that's what I had to do. I I had to go back and, and do my homework. So... When I was sitting next to those legends the other day, it wasn't just because these are football players. These are dudes who my dad told me, study these guys. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like, sit and watch them. And that's why I was so taken back because I got plays going through my head as I'm watching these guys going, this is this is, uh, this is is unreal. And I even go back even further of trying to figure it out to when I went to school at the University of Miami. It was the same thing. It was... 
man, I watched the guys from the late 80s and early 90s, mm-hmm. the Hurricanes that mm-hmm. were jumping around. Were, that was the reason. I was in Chicago, didn't play football at all, was still playing soccer. But my mom took me to the South Side mm-hmm. to get this Miami Hurricanes black leather jacket that I wanted, <laughs> and I had to and I had the cap, I had the starter cap oh, to match fresh. it. Oh, Dude, I went. Fresh. My mom, she searched everywhere through every phone book, man, and I love her so much. And we went down. We got this jacket, and I wore that jacket everywhere. I'll never forget. There's a picture of my. I'm sitting next to my dad. He's in a suit announcing. Where was he? He was announcing something. I think he was announcing that he was going to be in the group to try to get the NFL team in uh, St. Louis. Wow. And it was at his his place, 34s. And I'm you see me clearly with my Hurricanes hat and the jacket, like, posted. So Chicago. But I, went, but I went, I went and I studied those guys before I got there. And we were going through, you know, probation. We had a little issue. And so we were coming out of that, mm-hmm. of that moment. And once we got into the moment where we got full strength from 90 from from basically 2000 to 2003 what we did in that period of time we dominated college football like we took this there was a period in time where I was there for five years I lost five games wow in five years dominance and three three of those were three of those were the first year that I got there incredible so you so I, it all went back because I didn't want to let down those guys that came before me. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just wearing the U on my hat. I was trying to make sure that I, I right. held my own. And so it seems it's almost the same thing if, if you're talking about music. Very parallel. You, there, there's, we even kind of used them, especially like the ones from the city who made the city. Like there are key people like Jordan, like Peyton, who made the, did so much for these teams that – Put the put the city on their back. It's like when you say Chicago, you think of them. They're synonymous yeah. with it. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> and you can't say R. Kelly without thinking about Jordan or Pe- uh, Peyton. You can't say on. that. I mean, it's like they they all link some way, and and that's where you you want to. I don't know. This is this is just my feeling. I I've never been driven by money. Uh, that's never been the motivator. I understand that now as being a father and a husband um, that I have to take care of my family. You know, and I do whatever I got to, but it's it's about them being comfortable and them and us being able to do stuff together. But long term, man, my vision has always been about making sure that when I'm done doing this, that people remember me for something Mm -hmm. like I want to be remembered for something. That's what drives me on a day to day basis. And I think everybody in this room is like that. Like you want to leave an impact. You want to leave an imprint of what you did of your sound, of how you were impacted. And, and that's what it, it gets me when you, you talked about just moving through of, like, working on the project, working with other people, and trying to find that balance. That's, that's, what, that's what people need to hear who are like, well, I got this going on, and I, I do a lot of work here, but extra is just a little bit extra. I just don't know that you can't think of it that way. For me, man, just being honest, man. Like I said, I'm 29. I've been I've been touring for eight years, seven eight years. So it gets to a point where you investing and you pouring into other people so much, and it's like not to shade any artist or anybody, but this is a business. So sometimes you're gonna get moved on from. Just like it happens in corporate corporate America all the time. Yep. Um, you know. 
people have to move on. People have to make whatever whatever decisions that are best for themselves and their business. Why shouldn't you? Why shouldn't you, with your own career, with your own self, make the best decision See, for he, you? He's up in here preaching to us, bro. I know, but but hold up, though. He's, he's preaching pre- to us right now. I know. Preaching to myself, man, man. too. Dude. <laughs> but, that, but that's, I mean, people are he- getting stuff today that they need to hear. That That's that's what this whole conversation was about, man. This is, it's about stories, about life stories. It's about It's about being on the outside looking in. And watching somebody grow as a person, as an artist, as, as as everything. And then it's, this is for people to grow, man. Like, he's talking to us of what we talk about every single day. But then the conversation that we had earlier, it's like, it's exactly what I needed today. I yeah. needed this. <laughs> yeah. Because there's so, there's so much stuff out there where people... They they say they want something, but they don't really they don't man, really really I, want it. I encourage it, people to always find the amazing in your life every day. Every day. How are you so? I happy? don't care if it's inspired through somebody else or you find it within yourself and your own creativity. Every day, find the amazing because it's there. It's there. It is like if you breathe, it's there somewhere. Man. Dude, I woke up this morning. Well, you, absolutely. <laughs> We're inspired to inspire, bro. Yes, sir. Yeah. That's, so, Who you, inspires you when, from a standpoint of whether it was touring, playing for, producing for, writing for? Is there any artist that you look at and you were just like? Well, first, I have to be totally honest, um, which I never was shying away from in the, in the first place. But I had a band. Uh, I have a band of brothers. We did a record in 2008. Um, the band is called Shock and Truth. And that band is, is is full of producers and musicians just like myself who just want better. Keys was a part, of course. Shout the names, man. Man, Keys. I got to get, man, shout out to Alabama Marcus Curtis, man. He, he mixed and mastered my entire record minus three songs that he didn't mix, but he also mastered those three songs. He did some additional production. And then you got Daryl Howell played drums on the record, who's an incredible producer himself. Uh, he has a bevy of awards for production and records that he's working on right now with another Chicago artist. Shout out to Jonathan McReynolds, which is, uh, we're working on his new record right now. Lil Man produced almost 60 or 70% of the last album. Hey, look at his face. He don't. He just <laughs> dropped a name. You. Yeah. I just had to shout out my boy because we've been What's we've been up, in J-Mac? working with him. <laughs> That's my dog right there. But shout out Jonathan McReynolds. Little man did uh, a big part of that record. So uh, just moving on, uh, Monte Filong. If you, if you if you don't know him, man, see, come on, another, brother. Man, this is the blessing for me. Monte first one of his first gigs uh, in ministry was playing. For my dad's church. Wow. Montag was 13. That's crazy. <laughs> 13 years old. Jeez. Playing organ for my dad's That is church. crazy. And you see Montag and his growth and his involvement. He's one of the greatest songwriters in man. this city. Absolutely. Come on, bro. Stop Unsung, playing. Man. Exactly. Unappreciated. Unappreciated. So, Montag Filon. I had Corey Keys Martin, who's a giant in this city. Uh, ooh, that's so churchy. That's so churchy. <laughs> that giant. Real quick. <laughs> We gotta go to the West Coast, dude. You gotta talk about Kendrick, man. Oh. Now I've never worked in the studio with Kendrick, but uh, just we were touring maybe for like two or three months in 2014, and I got a chance to go to Barcelona with him. We did a couple gigs over there. Uh, that's probably one of my one of my favorite trips of all time. 
Barcelona was just absolutely incredible. I had a, man the scenery, everything. That was 2014. Barcelona so fun, man. Barcelona in your twenties, man. You understand what I'm saying? So the inspiration for these songs. So when you go to Barcelona, man, or you go anywhere else on tour, yeah. Do you fly them in, or do you stay local? Do you trust the locality? <laughs> it depends on where you're going. Depends on you got to do you got to you got to do your homework. Okay. You know, you got to know where you're going, but you don't want to catch Marcus, cases in foreign countries, bro. You didn't have to answer that. Listen, you didn't have to answer that. Listen, you got to know what you're going. You're not. You got to look. You said stop while you're ahead. Next question. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. This dude Sean is so. Hey, hey, hey listen, hey, listen. Hey. I'm telling you, we're from the South Side. Ain't nothing but honesty. Talk, Come on, I'm listening. Dude, listen, you know you had the skirt, skirt. But anytime Sean takes his head and puts it close to like underneath his skin, you know what time like, it is. It's coming like, hey, dog. Don't get I my love nails it. away, man. Listen, I'm, I'm gonna just say this: Barcelona is a great trip. If you have time, oh, go visit Barcelona. So upset, NFL Europe. I, I got there a couple years before. I mean, after Barcelona was not a team anymore, but they said. Everybody. I mean, I was in Amsterdam, so you already oh, know on, what it man. was. But yeah. they said Barcelona, you go to the game, and right after the game, I mean, you could just drop your stuff off, and basically, because you stayed overnight, you just go out straight to the beach and yeah. just walk out and just go party. I was like, oh, it's a beautiful place, man. I love it out there. I'm gonna, no I'm gonna, let me get back. You need to go to a then wait with Kendrick. with Kendrick with Kendrick oh, yeah. after doing Barcelona, I came home. And uh, we did a festival. What's the festival on the uh, West Loop? Uh, Pitchfork? Yeah, yeah. Pitchfork. Yeah. Pitchfork 2014 with Kendrick, where I can just look out into the city and know the streets <laughs> and know how to get home. It's like when you're on a stage and you're seeing that sea of people normally, I'm just so far from home. I'm so far removed. I'm on the road. But that was one of the biggest gigs I've ever done just in, in, in terms of enjoying being home. Looking out into a sea of Chicago. Actually, being being totally honest, you know, you go out a couple of minutes before you play. So I go out and I'm on stage. Of course, it's maybe 20,000, 14, 15, 16,000 people there, I think, that year. And uh, you just hear, you start hearing people call your name. Marcus, Marcus, Marcus. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, what's up, what's up? Yeah. You know I me, mean? I'm going to the front stage. I'm speaking to everybody. That's how I am. You know what I mean? It's, it's the same way. It's just, you know, if I'm in church and you see me on the organ, oh, that's my yeah. dog back there. I came to come to the front of the stage and just waved and just to see the love right there, man, and just play those songs in front of people who uh, who grew up like I did. It was super fun. Uh, you know, this guy right here is a self-proclaimed uh, NBA expert. Come on, man. Marcus so A. Smith we'll, here. We'll, we'll, get to, we'll get to some bulls. Marcus, oh, I can't wait. Marcus, or can I wait? Some bulls, man. Right? But before we get to the bulls, I, I want to ask Marcus if he still thinks what happened Sunday night actually happened. It's a rough one, dude. Like ATL is still hurting right now, man. They soul is hurt. They soul is hurt. I'm going to be totally honest, you know. Uh, I didn't have a dog in the fight, but I enjoy uh, I enjoy the NFL. This is my fourth season, fourth, fourth, my fourth full season watching the NFL, and it's become my second favorite sport right under basketball. Worse than 3-1 Golden State? 
Absolutely. Yeah. Because you got you got three games to you got a couple games you to figure couple, it out. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? And things things kind of bounce their way as well. Everything happens. This was something I it was never a, it seen. Was it was a total collapse. It was Let me tell you, I left I was watching the game at Monte's studio. Shout okay. out Monte. I was watching the game and and I was getting a little bored. I said this is over. I can't I can't believe it's happened like this. I know I I'm a big believer in um and and Tom Brady, you know, he's one of my favorite players just to watch from afar. Uh, we haven't had that type of talent in the city, and probably since your dad and long. Yeah, I'm gonna keep that rough. moving, but you, it's rough. It's <laughs> you rough, know, man. you know. So so I'm 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 enjoying the greatness that's Tom Brady. So I'm saying, man, uh, I can't believe Brady's going out like this, man. I'm gonna leave. I left the studio at the third quarter, and um, by the time I got to the South Side, it was a tie game. Yeah, twenty five point. And that's when I was like, okay, some it's some people that you just cannot bet against. Thomas Brady is definitely one of those people, man. He's a uh, he's something let me, else. Let me bro. tell you, let me tell you this, uh, and and Sean knows I, I'm not I'm not a big Brady fan, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but the respect that I have for him now. Not because it's five. Not because it's five rings. That's not. That has nothing to do with it. Sean posted uh, a nice picture that five five championships is are, is was already it's done. already been done. Shout out to Charles Haley. Yeah. There you go. But the fact of Sean and I always talk about Brady as having uh, the defenses that that he's had mm-hmm. over time mm-hmm. of some of those previous Super Bowl championships. And you're being re- nice, man. No, hold up. For a quarterback, he has some of the softest Super Bowl wins I've hey, ever seen. I've seen. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm some of okay. the softest Super Bowl oh, wins. Man, come on, and I'm not bro. trying to be a hater, man. It's not a hater. But those last two Super Bowls, I get you, man. Well, you but know this one though. You know, in sports, sometimes it's just it's a nature of how the ball bounces. But you know what? This goes to us. I gained so much respect. For the culture. See, it's not things like that. Because then I go back to the two three-piece with the Chicago Bulls. Mm-hmm. And certain things happen. Like, Mike doesn't go to the bench in game six down 20. Right? Mm-hmm. With Bobby Hansen on the court. With Scottie <laughs> Pippen and Stacey King. That's mm-hmm. Nobody's thinking like. With the money involved in this stuff. That too. You know? Pictures came out showing that James White actually didn't make it across the goal line before his knee it. hit the ground. Yeah. You know, the two-point conversion they scored on was actually a penalty because they never ran routes. They just flat-out blocked wow. from the snap of the ball, which mm. is illegal. So, like, but, you know, they got a lot of help. Even with money and the refs in Vegas, Mike Ryan must have been in on it. Maybe <laughs> He so. had to get a duffel bag. <laughs> Maybe so. Some of his decisions down the stretch. Um, I went back and watched. I did too. Julio makes probably the greatest catch Man, yo. without luck Dude. in Super Bowl history. Yeah, Incredible. They're not going to give him that, but it, they won't it was, give it to him. Let me tell you, I lost, I lost my voice at that moment, <laughs> and you can actually hear it live if you go to my Twitter page because I was, I was, uh, I was periscoping at that nice. moment. And yo, you, when I, I watched from my angle and I watched the ball and how it was, how it was coming down, I was saying to myself, I know he's going to catch this, but a regular person, another receiver, you can't is, not, expect that. is not going to catch this ball and get two feet inbound. By the way, he way he it was. He had the Michael Jackson. He ain't that you okay? It's not Did set you up see for a normal person? No, right. no. And, <laughs> and, and 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 if you go back in that game, 
that's where, and I knew Belichick was going to do this. He always figures out a way to kind of. He, I mean, he was there was help over the top with him all night long. Four mm-hmm. catches. Mm-hmm. That needed to be more for 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 Atlanta to deep to to really win this thing. But it didn't even need to be at that moment, right? Because we're talking about we're talking about a team that is still up twenty eight to twelve. And then check this out. This is this. Third and one. They go third review one. it, right? Third and dude, third and one, mm-hmm. and you are on the thirty-six yard line. Third and one. This is you have to make decisions. Yes. Kyle Shanahan made a decision, and I'm gonna put this on him and Matt Ryan because you know what? I get it. But there's certain quarterbacks that change the play call of whatever is being line. played. Mm-hmm. Because listen, coach can call say what he sees up there, mm-hmm. but I, you you radio in a pass play. On third and one, that's something that's that could put that could potentially throw the game the other direction. It's not a smart. You got to go. I'm telling, I'm, tell, I'm, I'm telling you right now. I'll yeah. tell you on everything that I have. If Steve McNair, God rest his soul, if that wow. came down in his ear, he would do the exact same thing he did to me in that stadium <laughs> back when I scored my first touchdown in the NFL. Check, check, check. We ain't running that. <laughs> That's not happening. I'm JP. Pull a LeBron. Get, you getting the ball. 32 dive. Let's go. A what? What? Uh, Steve, I don't have a mouthpiece. <laughs> you better get in. Got You, you got to know where you're at. And you, you have to say, listen, coach, that's not where it's at. And I understand, but a, a pass play. Same Sean, thing with Russell Wilson. A couple years ago, but, but let's but let's go down All to the, day. but listen, let's go down to what the what the the issue was. Maybe the pass gets broken down. Maybe it gets it gets batted incomplete. But you have to look at Devontae Freeman on that route, mm-hmm. on that play. He was actually he, a release. He, he yeah release. But the still was is that there is a there's a free man. You never let a you never let a defender cross your face. Right. Mm-hmm. Ever inside, Period. even if it's a big lineman, you're mm-hmm. a running back. You 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 chip as much as possible mm-hmm. until somebody else comes and gets a hand on him. Mm-hmm. But especially from the edge on the outside, you never let. Especially when you know that your quarterback is looking downfield with his eyes this way, mm-hmm. you don't do it. I don't care what route you have. And that you, I look at I look at plays with my dad. He would always say that. Even he he always said you have inside out, and he was scanning. To when you look at protections, and I don't know what the protection was, but I, all I know is he was scooted up closer to the line. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that he was five yards back; he was actually three yard. He was actually two yards up, off of uh, out of the shotgun. So mm-hmm. he, he wow. so he was actually in better position mm-hmm. to see to take to take the block and to see the block. Mm-hmm. In some ways, there's a protection where you scan. Sometimes there's they call it sixty two protection, where you might have the mic, you might have the mic and the Sam, and you also gonna need to scan the safety coming from the other side. Okay, but from that other side, I'd rather let a guy come screaming off free right. to the face of the quarterback mm-hmm. so he right. can see it. Right. Absolutely, see it coming. Then you never do yeah. backside. Oh. And his his eyes first off the first snap count went, <laughs> went to, to the, the left. went to the oh, left, man. and then ran and then. Ran in to high tower, right? And then mm. next thing you know, that play changed. That that was the, the complexion of the whole game. That was how that was the moment. Yeah. They always say that moment that in the game, a game changing moment. Absolutely. That was it. You could kick a field goal, man. This is totally different. Something <laughs> Matt Ryan must have got the duffel bag. He had to get the duffel bag. It might have been in that new Toomey I'm looking for, the new Toomey bag. <laughs> I got to get Computer me bag. It's got all these compartments. You can uh-huh. stuff dollars exactly. everywhere. I love those Toomey bags. Man. Lifetime warranties. Dude. Those things. Uh, 
Rise up. Okay. Rise up. <laughs> yeah, all right. I, it would have been super cool to see for Atlanta. I, was, I did want to see that because I was going to say, if I could just get down there <laughs> while, while this is happening, just to spend a couple of days. I got family down there. Just yeah. to, but, they said all the strip clubs was closed. I'm sure. Listen. Everybody was at home. Every, listen. <laughs> it would have been a, it would have well, been a sight talent, to see. Most of the talent probably went to Houston. I'm sure. <laughs> right. I mean, real talk. Real Catching talk, up on right. that bag. Now, dude, now you talk about the duffel bag and I see a lot of people trying to absolve Matt Ryan of blame. And I'm not here to place blame on a young man. It is what it is. All I know is that that defense gave you Three and a half quarters of, of exactly basically scoreless what you football. Needed. Come on, yeah. man. They need exactly with that offense. The question all week was: Can this defense slow Hold down up. Tom Brady? They did. What that defense did to Tom Brady for three and a half quarters. I left the studio. Let me tell you something, man. <laughs> Nobody thought. No Why are you asking for more? Nobody asked from that more. squad. Wow, you can't. Wow, they made Tom Brady look like. It was time to hang it up, bro. That they pick six. In the middle of the game, that we're pick, sitting there hey, like. That pit six was like. Time. That's right. when I left. Right. I said this. off the cliff. Right, right. What's, the, what's they, your boy name start making some sense? Max? Max. <laughs> Max Kellerman. Max Kellerman hey. was waiting. <laughs> Halftime, he was waiting for Monday. Tom Brady said, no, no not sir. Hey, not so. Hey, hey, not so, sir. They not say when, when when you start falling, you like you fall hard. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's where, that's, Sean was texting me. I said, this is. This might up? be it. A big, a big Brady collapse. I saw that pick six, dude, and I saw these cats doing a dirty bird next to me. I was like, <laughs> they about to lose their mind in the letter. They, they about to. Two chases in here somewhere losing his mind. They had all that line of dude, rappers oh, out. Everybody was there. Jermaine yeah, Dupree, Usher, Jeezy. Ludacris. Dude, I'm telling you. I mean, I saw chains before the game, man. Like, <laughs> I took, I took, hey, I took the picture with him, and I told Sean the only thing I could say to him. He walked away. I said, Chain, I got one thing to say to you. He's like, what's up, man? I said, true. True. <laughs> These dudes win the day, true. Without two chains, too. Really? Let me tell you. <laughs> I something's up, man. And I still, I still, it doesn't make me a difference. I still stand on it. That dude is not, will not ever well, in my mind be the greatest ever. You can call me a hater. You can hey, call me what you I'm gonna disrespect, I'm gonna respectfully. You do. I understand. The, I understand. Yeah, hey, right this is my look. This is in all fairness. This is what I tell everybody, right? If you're going to trash LeBron for losing to the Dallas Mavericks with the big three, there is no way you can give Tom Brady a pass for losing to a double-digit underdog in the Super Bowl. I can't do it. The greatest ever doesn't have that type of stain on his resume. Mike doesn't have that type of stain, bro. You can't, but you can't. He just doesn't. You can't. Muhammad Ali doesn't have that type. I'm talking about Muhammad Ali in his prime. Mm -hmm. Doesn't have that type of stain, bro. Mm. Doesn't have that type of stain. You cannot have that type of stain and call yourself the greatest. You just can't. I'm gonna I'm gonna do do more digging on my part. Like I said, this is my third, fourth year. Uh, studying the it, NFL. Let's so. put it like this. That's a lot to overcome. And five rings with, th- to me, two questionable. 
In a spade's hand, that's three and two pushes. <laughs> I'm going to say this, though. Like two the, pots, questionable, right. the questionable don't count after you get the ring, bro. It's over. Oh, absolutely. So this, this, uh, But this ring, to me, spoke more about this. the culture. Man, look, it was 28-3, sure. to three, and I saw Bill Belichick walking down the bench with Polaroids, coaching like, yo. This is what we need to do. This adjustment. So he believed. I saw Tom Brady at 28-3 with his head down having to be coached up by McDaniel. Very true. His face was – he, he thought was, it was over. He did. I don't want to – until the defense turned it around, he thought it was over. And it was. Essentially, it was. It was. But, see, like you said, that speaks but to the culture. culture, man. It's like teams it's, like hey, that always get know it done. something's hey. going to happen. Man. Get yeah. it done. Give yourself a chance. Yeah. They're a different breed, man. Hey, yo. Hey, listen, I, want, hold, I got I to gotta speak on this culture, dude, because – Migos is hitting me to my heart right now. So, <laughs> Sean, they built this culture there that it's it's different. It is different. It's different. This morning, my uh, my buddy CJ sent me a uh, an article just on them of how uh, what they did as a team, like went back to old school training and running hills and stuff, mm-hmm. and like just like they you know went back. And I was to just thinking basics, about. Man. I know a lot of guys who I played with, and this is. Fu- this is goes back to the guys that really truly want it, and guys that just want to be there to wear the sweats, <laughs> and you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> there's a lot. Listen, there's a lot. So everybody went when D Wade and these they were they were talking about some of these guys that just want to be there. Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen some of those people before. I, I when I first came into Miami, I was one of those people. Wow. It was like, just was. I've never seen this before. But I didn't know how how much hard work it took to get to that point until mm-hmm. I actually got there, and I was like, "This, this is crazy." <laughs> like, the, the, out other, here in the sand pit with no, with it, yeah, in the sand pit with no air, mm-hmm. no breeze, and I'm I feel like my skin's burning. Nah, this ain't. This is. I know people ain't working this hard. I didn't think I signed up for this. I didn't know. I didn't do this. I saw the palm trees. Y'all, y'all kidding me. I was playing volleyball. I'm playing volleyball, eating hot dogs. Y'all didn't tell me we were going to be out here in this thing. I thought I was kicking it. So the culture they built, man, it, it's, it's special, man. And I know there's certain guys, and I talked to and I can't name names, a, a guy, former Bears player that said that Martellus Bennett, would not fit in New England because he doesn't truly love football. Wow. That's what he heard. That's what he heard somebody say. Like, you you have to love football to want it because the what lights, they're going to ask you to do. Right. This ain't the lights. This ain't the lights over here. Yeah. No. You saw you saw the parade. Dude. No off days. What no. was he saying? This dude yeah. is not. He's <laughs> not okay. Said. He's not playing. Like tomorrow. He's thinking about. He, ne- he said, "I'm late for he next we, season." Yeah. We late. Come on. That's what. That's the type of mentality you gotta have. This is not a game, buddy. And, but they. But everybody. You talk about the culture. Everybody knows that. I wish we could have been in that locker room. I hope they did like Ooh. some. I wish. I hope they have some type of video mm-hmm. that they did. You know, because every they videotape everything. For sure. So show people what that rock room was like. Because I want to hear. Because to hear Sean, I'm at the game. I couldn't see visuals of, of Bill Belichick, mm-hmm. but I know what kind of guy he is. Like, listen, we gonna figure this thing out. You start to see it unravel, and I'm going. For, we should have. I told y'all. 
I told y'all we shouldn't have left after Gaga. Y'all wanted to leave. <laughs> yeah, you, bro, mom, you I, wanted I to get that ice cream and get back to the car. I left the TV. I left the TV. I believe that. I believe that. a lot of assists. I believe that, but I will say this. <laughs> they did. They got a lot of assists. They got a lot bro, of like, like LeBron said, you need, a, you need a little luck to win a championship. Absolutely. Oh, it is. We, we needed we it, too. We say it all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, so we needed, you we need a, you need a couple balls. You need a couple balls to go your way. You need a couple yards. You need. You know what I mean? So so that's kind of where I... When I look at at that Tom Brady thing, <laughs> well, for us, our thing is we go against the grain as far as quarterbacks getting as much credit as they get. Very true, because we just fully believe he talks about the, the culture, the yeah. team that it takes. Greg Popovich so winning a Super Bowl is hard, man. Dude. Like I don't do, I don't know if Matt Ryan, I don't know if Matt Ryan recovers. Is my mic on? Yeah, your mic's on. It's oh, tough. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the check. Huh? My producer over there is giving me the sign. <laughs> you can't hear me. Oh, Yo, no. there we go. Oh, oh. oh no, <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know if it, look. This is the same type of loss, worse than what Carolina went through. Oh, for sure. You saw what the hangover was for yeah, them. Bro. They couldn't. Bro. They couldn't get bro. it together. This year. I don't know if Atlanta. You. Look, I don't want to hear about how great the offense is, hey. dude. This mentally is It's a tough one. Let me tell you something. Knowing you were that close. You, well, you have a lot of pieces that are coming back, but let me tell you to talk on that point about Carolina. Because I, I spent time with Greg Olson mm. over the last couple of days uh, leading up to the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, nice. and I asked him at the luncheon. I said, what is it like? And he said, man, getting to the Super Bowl – it, it's it's a feeling that like you can't explain. He's like P. You know y'all y'all won that national championship at Miami. He's like I, it's like ten times that feeling at college. Wow. And I never got a chance to ask my dad what it was like. We never really talked about it until like later on in life, just about him not scoring the touchdown. But I never got to ask him like what was that week like leading up the bowl. The bowl like like it's the biggest. He said for it all, Greg man. said the drop. The drop for them from being there, the height of the game, and to losing where everybody was like, yo, this offense, they're going to fit. This team is going to win. The year that Cam had to having the year that they had, he said, dude, it's worse than painful. He said, P, it's worse than it's, it hurts and that's what so I'm bad. About, man. And, and we, 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 we never got over that hump. <laughs> no, we never got over that hump. Wow. Dude, we got into the next season. It was like, let's, we, we got to get back. He was like, we just, it was like being in a, he's like, like somebody holding you on water and you running mm-hmm. and you're not really going anywhere. Wow. You're just making a lot of splashing going everywhere. I was like, dude, it's got to be tough. So, we, wow. Golden State owner, Joe Lacob. He likes to brag about, you know, Golden State being before, you know, setting the game on fire and setting the NBA on his ear and changing things in the NBA and no one will ever do what we're doing. Had a run-in with uh, Michael Jordan, the owner of the Charlotte Hornets, and uh, (laughs) in so many words, Mike told him 73 wins didn't mean (laughs) That's what he said, though. Like, them 73 wins don't mean that right there, dude. Typical Mike. Typical Mike. Chicago rubbed off on him. <laughs> he reminds right? me of one of my uncles. The, the, the hidden, yeah. Seriously, like the vested interest that we had wasn't Braun. No. Right. Absolutely. It not. was like we need these cats to go down. 
that 73 wins plus a title cannot exist. It I was, cannot trump Chicago. I, I've never rooted for LeBron. But I was Ever? so I, No, absolutely not. I don't Did I, you want him here in 2010 though? Of course. Okay. Of course I w- I would have loved to have him. I mean, he's Come on, man. He's LeBron James. You're not going to say no to LeBron James. Period. But he, he's not my favorite uh he's not my favorite athlete, but I will say this, when he walks in the room, you know it. He's a, he's a he's a he's a big he's a big presence. But <clears throat> with that being said, never rooted for him. I was very happy that that Golden State did not win that year. Yes. Because the the record means something. Seventy two and ten don't mean nothing without the ship. I mean seventy three and nine means nothing without the ship. Seventy two and ten. Uh, then what? What was the record in the playoffs? They might have won. They fourteen and two. Come on, man. Undefeated. Come on, the first man. 14. What, what, I mean, the first thirteen. Let me, let me just tell you, thirteen dude, is it? What's up with these? You know, legendary teams in Chicago just going through the playoffs, like just beating up on folks, dude. <laughs> you don't see that no more. Not like how Chicago teams have done, dude. The game is over. The game is, is in changed, basketball. Man. I mean, that's crazy. If you don't win, that's how you win, man. That's how you got. That's win. why I question Tom Brady. I'm sorry. You're going to win, dominate, man. You have to dominate at least one Super Bowl. Joe Very Montana true. dominated two. Blowing cat. Blew Dan Marino out. Blew the Denver Broncos, John Elway, out. Send, by send like 40. Sending clear messages. Clear messages. <laughs> this dude struggles, man. He struggles with every team in a Super Bowl. You go look at every Super Bowl, he struggled in that game for a period of time. You know, what is that, though? I'm just saying. I mean, through the year. I that's mean, that's your goat? I'm just saying, like, during the year, I mean, his run through. Oh, he be clapping during the year. I mean, through the year, <laughs> Absolutely. he be clapping. And then it gets into the playoffs, and but he, he struggled against the Texans. Yeah. That's, that's not he a good look. He did struggle against the Texans. That's not a good look. But I, man, if I throw the ball it's 60 crazy. times. Listen, I'm going to tell you. Because of the ball? I don't know. It, man, it, it must be. It must be just the. The moment. Not even the moment. All this, th- these conversations that. That we're having right now are happening all the time oh, of, sure. of question, and I think he, uh, in this day and age, you can say you're not listening or it, it's not coming across, it's but affect you somewhere. It's going, some, yeah, it's going to hit you in some kind of way, somewhere, yeah, for some small amount at least. Why it's going, it's, go, it's going to creep into you, and you know that what's on. I mean, it, that's on the line. It's going to affect you, and I think it affects him. I really? think it really does. I think he's he. He might not say he's the greatest, but he wants to be the greatest. Right. And once he started winning and everything started happening, how his life kind of he 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 knows. Like even he might not he he'll never say it. And you know why? Like Mike, you know this why? This dude, hold up. This the only dude reason he's it. talking about retirement <laughs> right now is not Giselle. Dude. The only reason he's talking about retirement now because he knows just how close. Like he knows. Like, whew, I got away with one. <laughs> Two. Like, I, don't the last, I need to go out on the top. last two. Like, he he's questioning you, whether so he or not. Said, Thank you, Jesus. The, yeah. last, the, <laughs> last two, the last two. He needed some. He needed some miracle moments to happen. Intervention. For real. Look, real quick though. You keeping Jimmy, man? Before we let you go, you keeping Jimmy? For matter of fact, Jimmy's out. Look, this heel thing. Jimmy's out tonight. Yes. Jimmy's Come on, out, this heel thing. You got Golden State tonight, ongoing. right? I told people it was going to take about two weeks. I'm like, oh, he'll be back the next game. 
Like, you don't start messing with the heel, dude. Heel spurs that's connected to the Achilles. You don't know what's mm. going on. No, you can't. And and everybody wants to talk about who Jimmy Butler is, who he's not. At this point in time, the story broke yesterday, Casey Johnson, right? Who's kind of, who I, who I kind of trust? Go ahead. This dude says, P, he broke a story saying that guard packs are in by no means in trouble. I saw it. I saw that this morning as well. Said that they're good. Said the Bulls don't make the playoff. They'll they'll be retained. They'll be retained. They trust the direction of the team. This looks like, man. This looks like a cuss button right here, like off of EMB. Man, listen. You need one right now. I I would. I really would like to say some other words that I'm not going to use. But 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 I will say this. I will say this. As long as they are in charge. I am. I'm going to try to detach myself as much as possible as a fan because uh, I just don't see. Like you look at Boston, you look at Philly, you look at Phoenix, you look at these teams who are terrible, and it's like they have upside. Yeah. Like Phoenix in a couple years and another piece could do something. Boston looking scary now. They just need. They might be a Jimmy Butler away from challenging LeBron, taking the six games. Have leverage. The Bulls and Celtics. Oh, Just on, keep man. in mind that Gordon Hayward's college coach is their head coach, and Gordon Hayward is a free agent this okay. year. Yeah, they don't have to give us anything for Jimmy. They can wait and get a great and get two Gordon guard. Hayward. And he gets busy. You know, and it's just <laughs> stuff like that. I don't understand. It goes back to what you're saying. I need a cuss button. I, I need. I need like an, an anonymous like Twitter feed. Bro. So people won't know it's me, so I can just really say. But hold like, up, this is but this is the issue. Deep on the inside, I feel like saying these. <laughs> I can't hey, believe that what they're doing to my team. Exactly. But that's the thing, though. Go, you sometimes you got to go either way with it. Like if you just if you really are going to try to build it, because you look at Philly. I mean, that's a, yo. It's either you're gonna you are you going to blow it all up? That's all I'm saying. We don't blow have a it clear all direction. up and start over. Right. But this organization is not doing that. They they're putting they're tr- they're what I say all the time, just trying to like put band aids on these things and thinking that they're they're that far away. You're not. You got to look at it. Either you're gonna blow it all down and try to build it up. Now in it now it's the other case. If they do that, are they in the situation? Do you trust them to be able to build it back up? And if they're not. That's an issue. If you if you already saying that you don't you don't trust them to be able to blow it up and build it back up, but keep it how it is. GMMK, give it to us. What's the plan, man? The you're plan the GM is right now. First thing I'm doing is you got a clean house. Oh wow, you got a clean house. I think you trade Jimmy. Did you feel this way about Jimmy a year ago? No, I loved. I loved. I love the pace and 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 at which, I, I love the pace at which Jimmy was growing and and figuring out the game and finding out how to be a leader on the floor. A couple of years ago, it's like you know this new Jimmy, the the man, the leader Hollywood. Jimmy. I'm not, I, I man, I, I love his work ethic because I I believe in his story. I really do, and I love I I believe that Jimmy is a great person. Can't I, I? I'm not rocking with him. I, I would not like him to be the leader of my basketball club. I don't think that he has uh, important leadership qualities that you should see early in a player because he's not used to being the man. 
He's not used to it's like you should learn qualities from the come up, you know, but it seemed like he's learning. <laughs> he looking at how D Wade walking into the arena more than how he's leading his guys in practice. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and also, that's another thing. I love D Wade. He's just a great Chicago product. I'm not not a fan of how he, of his leadership this season. Uh, but I know he's at a, a point in his career where it's, it's, it's iffy for him. You know, he's trying to figure it out, so I'm going to give him that pass, but not on my team, please. So, so uh, no Jimmy. You know, I would I, I would, I would have signed D-Wade. Uh, I would have still done that. I think that's a good move, you know, if you have a winning culture. If right. you're somewhere close to challenging LeBron, then mentally you have an edge. You got a Wade. You got a Butler. You got a D-Rose, you know, not a Rondo. I love Rondo uh, on certain teams, but uh, to maybe teams in the 90s. This, this I don't think – uh, I don't think his game kind of translate at least on our team. You know, maybe if he's with a, a team with a bunch of shooters, cool. But uh, I, I respect his game, respect his ring, I respect his uh, championship culture that he had with Boston. I would have let Rose play it out. Uh, I think look at what he's doing with New York right now. You know, he's averaging somewhere around twenty points. Well, not probably eighteen, somewhere around in there, and maybe five, six assists, somewhere around in there. We're actually playing with some guys who can hit some shots, even though New York is terrible. Uh, you let him play it out here. What is Rondo averaging? What is Jaron uh, Grant? What what is he what is he averaging? I think Rondo is at about six. He's down like five assists from his season. That's because nobody's making. Like six you have five. to you, the ball has to go in for the sure. person to get the assist. Right. So so so, what well, is Jaron Grant? What is Jaron Grant doing? What is okay? You know I love MCW, but you he can't shoot. You know so he's a great backup point guard. So you know he's a taller Rondo. Come on, man. <laughs> so, so you Jaren understand Grant's where we are. Five point six points per game, and it's cool to he's see. Younger and athletic, though. I, I, and I like seeing him play. I like him. I, he's a good third string point guard when somebody gets hurt. He's great for that's that. What, the the trade. mystery man, that's you know. We traded D Rose for a third string point guard. Come Basically. on, man. We we thought we traded D Rose for for six pieces of KFC and it's all good. And a bucket of mashed potatoes, yo, man. Yo, Come on, my guys. Right now is LeBron kind of like. You know, I'll take it to your world. LeBron right now kind of like that singer that's having an off night, that artist that's having an off night that keeps pointing to their ear monitor. Oh, I hate and that. And turn and look at that. the band. I that's know you've experienced that. that. That's Brian I hate whining that. right now like, I, I can't hear. now. you all. Man, you just set that up so perfect, bro. I don't know how many times I've seen that. Like, hey, hey, we sound great in right, my ears. Right, right. I don't know what you what doing. You doing. <laughs> Listen, man, I, I, I don't. Like I said, I'm not a popular. Uh, I'm not a big LeBron fan because of of, of of his greatness. I feel he's so great. He does not. He doesn't really tap into it, you know, with the wine. And you you got a guy with who's six eight, two sixty, uh, who's man's a freak of nature, who's also connected with um, with the struggle and growing up, you know, kind of not having it all and. And then, you know, progressing and doing some some great things. Some heroes. Come on, man. He's a hero. Yeah. He's a hero. So I, I can't discredit him, but you're too great for for, for to whine so much. Come on, bro. You're, you're so great. You're so great. You're, you're so powerful. And you're such the greatest player in the world. This is These are your words. You know, never, like I said, growing up, you're watching Sweetness. You're watching MJ. These are the type of leaders and athletes who have – 
the humble the humble aura, but still let you know you can't us. mess with me. Yeah. I'm still going to beat you. It upsets us because we know if he grew up in Chicago, he wouldn't be doing that. Come on, man. He'd be a different cat, man. No shade to Ohio. No. It's all good, man. I love. I, I got plenty of friends from Cleveland and the surrounding friends, areas. It's like beautiful nah. women in Ohio too. Yeah, Cleveland, beautiful women in Cleveland. Best tour stop. Best for tour stop for the ladies. Uh, I have to close the Bay. out with this. The Bay. I'm gonna go with the Bay. Variety. Mm, Miami. Oh, babe, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go new either Miami in between. No, I'm gonna I'm go New Orleans here. I'm gonna go south, you know, or or Houston. Okay, come on, man. I can keep. Come on, I did. Tickets. I did, man. I did Essence six, seven years in a row with Mary, man. And, and when it's a, it's like a family reunion every year, and you see the beautiful, most beautiful black women, and and even just the camaraderie of black people in in go to Essence, man. You never been. Cool trip. Now you know. I don't know if you watched the game the other night. Best game thus far in the NBA. Dude, I missed the, the whole game. Oh, bro. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it on. Hey, I'm gonna, I, they got, I know they playing so, it on NBA you know, TV. I'm gonna, everybody I'm gonna check saw, it out. You, remember, you saw the highlight of the shot. LeBron hit the tie the game. I did three pointer. Incredible shot. Uh, then they showed uh, incredible pass first. Right, and he hit the shot right in front of Bradley Beal's girlfriend. <laughs> right, gotta be tough. And uh, <laughs> for those of you that don't know, she was on Love and Hip Hop LA. Uh, dating one of the guys on there. Matter of fact, dating uh, Fizz. Gotcha. On the show. Gotcha. Yeah, she dated Fizz for about two weeks. Gotcha. Would you delve into that uh, reality TV world, man? You know, I don't. I don't say no to anything. I live my life as transparent as I possibly can online. You know, I'm not super um, <laughs> super revealing, but I don't hide. You know. So, so I don't think I wouldn't push the opportunity away. I'm a, I'm an open-minded individual. Would you, date, would you date somebody from that world? Nah, you know I'm I'm seeing somebody right now who's special to me. That's a good question. That's a good answer, bro. I'm seeing some. I'm seeing somebody right now who's special to me who has my attention. She special? She is from Chicago. From, from Orland. From Orland. Yeah. That's why Essence stood out so much. Now, now I'm starting to understand. No, no, Orland, Orland Park. Oh, Orland Park. Yeah. Suburbs. I thought he was saying New Orleans. No, okay. I mean, no, I she's love. She's from the OP. She's from the OP, <laughs> man. She went to Sandberg. She's shout out. She to, went to Sandberg. Shout out to Bay, man. Hey, man. A little sicker. A little sicker <laughs> love. Nothing wrong with sicker love. You know what I mean? Mark. Too, hey, too dog, much, too much, dog. Hey, him, hey, listen, you about, hey, he, 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 he about to get rid of all of my female <laughs> fan base <laughs> right now. <laughs> real comfortable. I, I told you, I'm a realist, man. With the question in there and he's explain. Too, hey, I'm too hey, comfortable hey, right now. I'm a, hey, listen, I've been in here for about an hour. My coffee was feeling good. We got them drink chairs without drinking. You don't know that we got them. We we spiked that. I love it. I love it. I love it, man. I live life. <laughs> on the edge, man. I'm a, I'm a rock star. Like, rock star lifestyle might not make. <laughs> no, it's a great place out there. You, you like hot wings? I love hot wings. I got a place out there with some dry rubs. Wow, she yeah, might actually on. know about it. Right gotta, off the expressway, we need to. We yeah, gotta we go. gotta go. We'll go by there yes, and investigate. Sir. I appreciate. Yes, I appreciate you. You and Kia take both. You feel of me? That, you, you know, if you don't like getting your hands wet with the sauce. Mm-hmm. They got the dry rubs. I'm too with much that. Stuff. They do it. Come with, on. They do, <laughs> they do it with the wings hey. and the shrimp. Oh, well, oh come I'm, on, man. man. Y'all I'm talking about food. Got a brother That's hungry good. over you here. Ain't you ain't my other job, you bro. You did a remote there. <laughs> Where? We did a remote there. Back in the day. Back in the day. On the game. I'm trying to think of where. Absolutely. Where was it? Uh, I, I want to say. 
because it's not Mokina. Okay. Oh, you talking about? It's right on the other because Orland Park stops at I eighty. Uh huh. Yeah, you flip over. over come on, it might hey, come on, baby girl. That's our area. Right. Yeah, that's our neck of the woods. It's almost. <laughs> I, think, I think it's Mokina. We did the remote there. It was, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking uh-huh. about. Uh, it was like a it was like a bar. Our girl's birthday. We yeah, celebrated. It was uh, uh, Lauren. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about now. It was right off, right off the highway. I got a boy, my boy Marco out there. Shout out Marco. Marco's dude. another producer. Hey. Yeah. Absolutely. Dude. Shout out to Marco, man. I gotta go see what they, they, they talk about. Dude. Dude. Let me tell you something. Hey bro. Hey bro. Look at me. Let me tell you something. I know dude. music. I know church. I know <laughs> God. And I know food. That's what I'm talking about right <laughs> there. You know me? My kind of brother too. right there. I know basketball too. And Basketball's a little bit below the rest of those. Okay, I got you. <laughs> okay. I'm top of the line with all of those, man. Running joke with my family. Whatever. Hey. Ask Sean where to go eat on the plane, and by the time you land, he'll tell you. You'll be Gucci. Where you need to go in any city in the 48 Continental. I do my research. You're walking uh, diners driving. There you go. I need to have my own show. (laughs) Chicago's I need to have best, best. No, I'll leave that to your sister. <laughs> yeah. I'll leave that to Britt, man. Yes, sir. I can't hey. do anything better than Britt. Hey, man, I appreciate It's been you a pleasure, guys, bro. Oh, man, same here, man. It's Thank you guys for having us, and, man. And, and, two and, hours. Man, a double pleasure. Two hours. To have keys, man. We've never gone two hours with anybody. Wow. Wow, That's great just how organic yeah. this has two, been, two, man. Two hours. Two hours. <laughs> I love it. I'm just watching it right <laughs> here. Hey, right now. I'm going to yeah. put them on the spot one more time. Yeah. Yo, the arena... Down a distance, we need a theme song. Yeah, we do. Come on, man. We need a theme song. We need a theme song, dude. You know what I mean? We need a theme song. I just figured, like, man, if I go ahead buy these wings, you know, at least I can get eight bars or something, you know. Wings is, <laughs> wings is at least worth 32. That's a whole yeah, 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 That's yeah, a theme yeah, song. Yeah, like, come yeah, on, baby. man. You, you, wait, wait. You said something about the dry rub shrimp, too? Yes, sir. Listen, no. come on, man. You about to get the intro and the outro. No, <laughs> Let's do that, man. Hey, man. Let's do that. Man, it's a pleasure, man. man you it's know? been a blast once again. Grammy-nominated producer. Child prodigy, man. Kinsey. Kinsey. Say it again, Keys. Kinsey. Yeah, I got to get brother. that as a drop. Yeah, yeah. Right I appreciate here, you, down brother. The and the arena, WGN Radio, WGNRadio.com. It's been a blessing. Continued success in all of your endeavors. You oh, already man. know. You know how to get at me. Yes, sir. But you gain another supporter, man. Anything wow. you need from us, down a distance family, we got your back. Yeah. It means Just a lot. Let us, know. let us know. Hey, man, as always, here. My man, Sean, SD2Mike's on Twitter. I'm Maybe at Peyton, you, can, son. you can help me, man. I've been trying to convince this dude to get to the BET Awards, man. Come on, man. Oh, no, dude. <laughs> hey, man. Too, too much of a family, man. Hey, man, it's good connects, man. Hey, good connects. Good I get connects. it. I get it, man. As, well, as always, man, organically here on Down the Distance, associated with the arena, as always, man, it's your boy, Jared Payton, Sean Davis, and... Like we always say, we were here. Now we're gone. Peace.